Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. I was going to choose Ex Machina because I thought that Ex Machina was a movie that was based on a Vertigo comic book. Okay. Um, and I guess it written is. Written by James Robinson, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it is actually not. It's entirely a different story that just happens to have the same name. Um, and it is apparently about like artificial intelligence and like a robot girl or something, so it could actually be kind of nerdy, but it will not be one of my three choices. Oh, um, okay. So my my real three choices are first of all, Pitch Perfect two. Mm. Um, what? <laughs> that was a great reaction. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Nerd Punches Nerd, the only podcast where a bunch of nerds pretend to physically fight over minor pop culture minutia. I'm Jeremy, here with Benji and Sam. Happy Nerd Year, guys. Happy Nerd Year. Happy Nerd Year. It is 2016, and damn, Woo! I remember <laughs> when I was a little kid and we were all like gathered around the TV and we were like, what's going to be on TV tonight? And we'd have Switching to the dials, oh of course. God. Yes, we'd have to get a book made out of paper <laughs> to check the TV listings. Let, let me just tell you, it was hell on earth. How we can just like, we just like, oh, the TiVo tells us or whatever. <laughs> TiVo, TiVo, that's old yeah. news. You might as well saying, I went down to the library to get information. That's what that sounds like. People still have said. TiVo. It just depends on your provider. But enough of that nonsense. Let's talk about our first topic now. Recently. There have been a few losses in the nerd-adjacent community Two older British people have passed away. Alan Rickman and David Bowie. Now, Sam, Benji, do you guys have something you want to say about Bowie? I mean... Yeah, here, yeah, um, Bowie, go, go, Benji, go, go first. No, you go well, ahead. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not in particular like a, a. I mean, there's a bunch of Bowie stuff that I that I like, but I, but he's one of those people I haven't uncovered um, as much material as I would have liked to, you know, as 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 of yet. Mm -hmm. But he is incredible. One of the things that, that that he did is he was a big influence on Marilyn Manson, who's who a lot of people may not necessarily know this, but I, I've been a big fan of Marilyn Manson for a long time. One of the reasons is because of. What he does with all his performance art and everything like that, he has and each album has like he really does have concept albums and he comes into like a different character and that manifests itself in the the music and the lyrics and the and how the CD looks and in the performances. And Bowie was I wouldn't say he was the first to do it, but he like really took it to another level. And um and you know there is kind of a, a I mean he definitely is one of those cult status sort of, you know, sort of artist, like definitely has these like, cult follow has this cult following behind him. And so and also like he he really did like he didn't just do, you know, oh he's like a rock and roll star and all that. He really did sort of craft a certain thing or many certain uh, you know things and worlds for himself. And even the fact that he did that, he didn't release I don't think he released his last like music video uh, posthumously, but it was but it was very close to that, and it was really good, and like the the music was really good, and he like turned his like d like s sort of like he like turned his death into like art as well. So it's just it's just like amazing like when you find that out and you like uh and you like sort of look at 
you know, what he's sort of done in his career. So, I mean, there's there's some, as you said, adjacent nerdiness. There's something to it there. So, you know, props to Bowie. Yeah, and Sam? Okay, so, um, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for um, including me on your podcast. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, Sam. <laughs> which, uh, you know, we know doesn't always happen. Um, but uh, putting that aside, um, so so my my feelings about Dave Bowie are actually very similar to uh, what Benji was saying. Which, uh, which is that, like, I wasn't, like, so into his music. I was aware of his music, you know, but I wasn't, like, a huge fan. Um, and I've kind of, like, tried to explore a little more, you know, since his death. But one thing that I was aware of was just, like, his, his general, like, weirdness and the way that, like, you know, being weird was, like, just a huge part of who he was as, not just as a musician, but, like, as a person, as a public persona and embracing just, like, like, his own, like, bizarreness, his own interest in, like, you know, weird, like, spaceships and aliens and, and just, like, you know, being inhuman and being this, like, weird, like, sort of, um, um, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Androgynous, ah. you know, like, mm-hmm. like, just, like, um, which I think, like, really appealed to a lot of nerds. And also, like, his influence on, on music is just, like, like, so massive in terms of, like, like how many other artists were, in, were like, inspired by him mm-hmm. and just, like, worshipped him, basically. Um, so that's, that's one side of it in terms of the nerdiness. And the other part is, of course, his um, prominent star, starring role in the movie um, Labyrinth. Of course, mm. which I think we should mention. And that does give a, that does give nerds street cred. You're right. That gives as a as a movie cred. that is that is near and dear to many nerds' hearts, um, in which Bowie's like like the the centerpiece and like just the absolute like driving force of that movie, and he's fantastic, just like so fantastic in that performance. Um, so like even if if nothing else, like I would say that you know, and the, but there's other stuff too. I mean, he was in he was in another like weird sci-fi movie, The Man Who Fell to Earth, which. I've not seen, um, and I do intend to watch it. I hear it's very good. Um, and he even like played um, Nikola Tesla in um, the Prestige. Nice call. Nice call. Tesla also being like a major nerd icon. Um, and it's interesting that David Bowie, of all people, would like would you know would choose to play another like you know like nerdy historical figure. Um, uh-huh. So I think you know for all those reasons, um, you know. David Bowie is is like a significant figure in the nerd community, mm-hmm. right? And he talked about space. I mean, he talked a good yeah, of amount about space. That that gives you some nerdiness. So, yeah. My feeling is yes. a little bit similar. I mean, I was never particularly a fan of his style of music, uh, but anyone who is that publicly weird and it can be that popular is always like admirable from a nerdy perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And you know he has mm-hmm. like you know you mentioned obviously his <laughs> Tesla thing you know he was almost cast as the Joker he was almost cast as Elrond you know really he was supposed to have a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy two which of course isn't going to happen now but you know I think uh, he's uh, you know one of those interesting personalities that it was good that we had that guy you know he was very influential. Oh, one other one other nerdy connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Jeremy, you may already know this, but um, the Sandman comics by Neil Gaiman. That's a good example. Um, the character of Lucifer, uh, Neil Gaiman explicitly said, like, this guy is David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. That okay. was 
that's who he was supposed to look like. That's what he was supposed to be like, like his personality, like everything is like 100% David Bowie. Wow. Yep. And of course, now there's going to be this new show, Lucifer, and the guy is <laughs> nothing at all like David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've been, well, I've been seeing signs of that all over Los Angeles uh, recently. Yeah. Uh, there's like, it's, yeah, they've really been pushing it. <laughs> I, I, I saw the trailer. It looked terrible. I mean, I'll watch the first episode just to see, but yeah. I mean, the sh- the, I'm sure it's the I'm sure it's awful. I mean, Lucifer like, yeah. are really, really weird. Like, Mike Carey took uh, <laughs> the stuff that Neil Gaiman did, which was already pretty weird, and made it weirder. Yeah. Like literally, he has like like God leaves the universe. It's it's bizarre. And but it's good. It is good, but <laughs> it's not for everyone. That's for sure. All right. Anything mm. else about David Bowie? No, I think that's it. All right, well then let's talk about Alan Rickman. I think Sam should 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 take over this one first, especially because their voices are the most similar. So okay, I think that's so <laughs> I um I'll, I'll go first. Um, yeah, my I I mean like my my affection for Alan Rickman goes goes back to the very beginning to Die Hard, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my favorite movies ever, and um. And I've always loved Alan Rickman's performance in Die Hard. And I just think it's like, he's like easily one of the best movie villains of all time. And I was always like, after Die Hard, I was like, well, let me see more movies that he's been in. What else has he been in? And he like really wasn't in a lot of movies. So every time he would show up in a movie, I would get really excited. I would be like, Alan Rickman's in this movie. I can see, you know, like when I found out he was in like Dogma, for instance, I was like, wow, Alan Rickman. Awesome. I love Alan Rickman. You know, he's in um, Galaxy Quest. I was like, amazing, Galaxy Quest. So cool, you know, Alan Rickman. And then um, when he was cast as Snape, I immediately, because I had, I'd been, when I, as soon as I heard that they were planning to make Harry Potter movies and when they were discussing, you know, who could play the various um, roles, I thought of Alan Rickman for Snape. And, um, and when it was announced that he would actually play him, I was like, you know, that was like the one person that I wanted to be cast in his role. And they cast him and I was like, Awesome. This is awesome. Alan Rickman. He's great. Um, so those are, those are like the four, like, roles that I would say I sort of like think of most when I think of Alan Rickman. Of course, he's, he's been in like a lot of other stuff also that's kind of nerdy. He was in the, um, the, the Hitchhiker's Guide movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was he one was of the in, best um, choices for sure. Yeah. It would, another, mm-hmm. another good role yeah. for him. Um, I mean, he, he did. Was, he did some of those roles that kind of like it was like as almost as obvious as Patrick Stewart being uh, uh, Professor X. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Like a few of those, those roles. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But for me, for me, it like it started with Die Hard, and it was just like you know everything that he's been in. Um, I, I mean, well, to be honest, his performance as the Sheriff of Nottingham in um, in uh, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I I didn't love. I didn't <laughs> oh, think it was like yeah. so amazing. But that movie as a whole is pretty terrible, so yeah. I think we can excuse him. Kevin Costner, yeah. best, best worst Robin Hood ever. Yeah. Until Russell Crowe came along. <laughs> All right. So that's that's my little introduction. Yeah. That's my and 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 just to say, like the great thing about Alan Rickman is is just like the way that he just like every scene that he's in, like that just magnetically draws the camera to him. And he can do, like, mm-hmm. with, like, so few lines, with so few, like, just a single line or a single word, he can just steal the entire scene. And he does it is in, there, like, it, every movie. Is, is there one particular scene you're talking about, Sam? 
one word that you like? Um, well, there was that that one. Um, I think it was in the the fifth Harry Potter movie, right? Uh-huh. Um, no, 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 because no, Umbridge because Umbridge was around. It wasn't. It was later than the fifth, right? Because that, no, Umbridge she's came... the movie. The movie that Umbridge is in is is the fifth movie, isn't is it? Or the Phoenix? Okay. Yeah, I I just remember this one scene. Where um I, I like exactly Umbridge comes in and she's meeting with Snape for some reason. Did she did she like here interrupts is, him in the middle of his why. class or something? Well, huh? Jeremy, Jeremy, set the scene for of me. Of course I know why. So Umbridge <laughs> was coming in, and you know she was like taking over the school, and one of her things was sort of like um, let's just say auditing classes. So she would come right. in and ask pointed questions, and some couldn't take it, like Hagrid or Trelawney, mm-hmm. and some people would snap back, like McGonagall. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, she went into Snape's class. So, go ahead. So, so she goes into Snape's class, um, and she, like, interrupts the class, and she says, Professor Snape, isn't it true that you applied for the position of, uh, you know, Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? Yes. And he says, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, and she says, and you were turned down for this position. And he says, obviously. <laughs> and like just just with that one word and just like there's so yeah. much there's so much like you know just like feeling and just like contempt yeah. and like scorn and and like you know he's like like eye rolling like you know just like packed yeah. into that one word like uh, there's no way that i can do it justice by just repeating <laughs> that word but like just with that one word he like just makes the whole scene yeah and yeah like, I, I, but that's that's alan rickman that's what he does yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, whenever whenever I think of him, I think of you telling that story about the obviously thing because that is like yeah. quintessentially him, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, I think, I think. There's oh, or the thing in Galaxy those. Quest too, when they're like, "There's nothing you could say to me to convince me." <laughs> and he's, and he's just, I'm you. <laughs> Do you remember what, what I'm that? talking about in Galaxy Quest? Wait, uh, say, say again. No, say say the line again. Uh, there, there, there's. Thing like like the it was towards the beginning of the movie where they're tr- they're like at the convention or something and they're trying to convince uh, Alan Rickman's character. Oh yeah, okay, uh, like because well, he's saying one. like I won't do it, I won't no, go no, out hold there. On, hold on, <laughs> so, hold on. Let me, I know this one yeah. exactly. So what happens is at the beginning they're at the convention and you know <laughs> Jason Nesmith who is Tim Allen is late and you know there is Alan Rickman as Alexander, you know the Shakespeare guy. He's like I was in. I was in bloody Shakespeare. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then he comes in and says, oh, hey, so am I too late for Alexander's breakdown? And then he, like, slams stuff on the floor. He's like, oh, I guess not. He's like, come on, come on, Alex, you can't leave. Oh, oh, can't I? Watch me. Come on, old friend. Friend, you stole my best lines. You cut me out of episode two entirely. He's like, all right, you will go out there. I won't. And nothing you can say will convince me. The show must go on. And then he does this thing where he's just like, he's, he's like, you can see it going through his head. And he's like, damn you. Damn you. <laughs> of course, my, my favorite Alan Rickman line from that movie is like when he's at the like opening of, of like the, the, whatever that store is, right? <laughs> yes, and they're like, they're like, yeah, by Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. And it's just yeah. like, well, yeah, he's like is, there's like so much, yeah. he's like resignation and like, just like, you know, like he just like, he reads that line like no one else could. Like, like just his like, you know, 
like, this is my life, this is what I have to do, I hate it, and I'm doing it anyway, but I don't have to like it, you know, like, and it's all just, like, <laughs> yeah. just there, in in his, just a few words, right, you know. Right, so, that was definitely ah, my favorite, so for sure, performance of him, he was given a lot to do, he had some pathos later on, I thought that was a very well-built character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hans, Hans Gruber is a pretty good one, but, you know, he's still a villain, and, you know, like, in, like, an, an exceptional villain. And in Dogma, you know, he was this, <laughs> an like, exceptional thief. Get it right. Yeah, I know that that was a, that that was also just a great. You're thing just a common thief. That. I'm an exceptional thief. Right. Now, when you're talking about Snape, my I have like the same kind of complaint, which is they didn't know how to use him effectively. Uh, yes, he was 20 years too old, but whatever. That's that's sort of like yeah. that's not really the point. I mean, my it's sort of like the ideal would have been Alan Rickman 20 years earlier, but right. You couldn't really get that. I just felt like, you know, a lot of times the directors just relied on him to just, like, say lines. And they yeah. just didn't give him... They didn't give him much... Like, people were only able to relate to him either because they already read the books or just because of his performance. Yeah. But that's, like, yeah. a typical problem with those movies. That they well, well, the... the Sorry. Yeah. So... Anyway. Sorry about that. Line your airplane. <laughs> that, that's the that's the thing about LA is that for whatever reason there are helicopters always going around. I think yeah. searching for people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always the safest place. <laughs> um, 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 all right. Any any last words though about Alan Rickman? I mean, I'm not. There's only one celebrity I've ever been sad that they died, and that was Phil Hartman. Mm. That was like that was just a also was a really sad. It was, yeah, it was just a, really it was a horrible sad tragedy. Alan Rickman. Yeah. You know, we've had so much wonderful things out of him, you know, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I'm sorry to see him go, but it doesn't, like, I don't feel sad about it. I just feel, because he's already had such a brilliant, brilliant career, and, mm-hmm. you know, he finished, like, all the Harry Potter movies, for example, mm-hmm. and I don't care that he's been in some crappy movies or that his last movie that I saw was was bad, which yeah. he also directed, you know, when I, re- I wrote a review, it was like, listen, Alan Rickman's great, but... Yeah. I just I mean, have a I have a couple more comments about Alan Rickman before we quit of course, of course. talking about him. One is that um there's this like meme going been, that's been going around Facebook um um that says like you can tell a lot about a person by where they know Tim Curry from. Um <laughs> which is like which is like so true. Um but I feel I feel that it's also true of Alan Rickman. Like you can tell a lot about a person mm. from where they know Alan Rickman from. You know, like, do they know him from, like, Harry Potter? Do they know him from Die Hard? Do they know him from, like, Love Actually or Sense and Sensibility? Uh, you know? Actually, like, you know... Do they know him from, like, Dogma? Like, there's, I didn't li- there's so I didn't many like, different types of movies that he's been in, you know, that, that people might know him from and, like, not know him from other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, true, it's true. Yeah. But maybe we should very quickly, you should say where we first heard a, saw Tim Curry and know Tim Curry from. Because for me, it's Three Musketeers when really? I was, like, really young. So I think it's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. Because, I mean, I probably, I must have, like, seen, like, clips of Die Hard. But the first time I remember... Wait, of, of Tim Curry or from or of Alan Rickman? No, Alan Rickman. The first time Tim Curry. Was... Tim, Tim Curry. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Why are we talking I asked about Tim Curry? The... All right, whatever. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's not important. Yeah. I was talking about Tim Curry. It's okay. All right. Okay. Fine. Uh, all right. Well, I think it was very nice, you know, just to look back. Adam Rickman was a memorable guy. He had a unforgettable voice. 
you know. And uh, he really was just an unforgettable performer. All right. Now, before we move on to our, you know, feature presentation, uh, I think we should first do something that I like to call Sam's complaint corner. <laughs> I was going to say Sam's message or a word from Sam, but I think I think Sam's complaint corner. Sam's complaint corner. Yeah. Let me see yeah. We, we should make that a regular feature. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see if I have the audio here. <laughs> so Sam, how did you do that? That sounds like my voice. It's, it's just an echo, Sam. All right. So Sam, the floor is yours. Please. All right. So basically, you bastards had a little podcast about Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and you talked about the new Star Wars movie and and all this stuff. And obviously, I've seen the new Star Wars movie, and I would love to talk about it. And I even had a whole conversation with Jeremy on the phone um, around the same time that you guys did the podcast. And yet, for some reason, I was not included on the Star Wars The Force Awakens podcast. So, what the hell, guys? All right, so this portion of the podcast is called Throwing Jeremy Under the Bus, because I'm totally going to throw Jeremy under the bus. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> um... So I asked Jeremy, and Jeremy said, I think it's fine. Something along those lines. Like, uh, like oh, he's, like, married or something. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he didn't say that. If he said something, so it's totally Jeremy's fault. Because I asked. So fuck Jeremy. I don't give a shit. So oh. Jeremy, <laughs> what's, what's, what's your defense, Jeremy? Um, well, you know, that Sam seemed kind of busy. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> And, you know, we were like, we need to record something for Star Wars before people stop talking about it. Because, as you know, people have stopped talking about it. I mean, right? Not, you guys haven't been on the internet in the past week, right? Okay. Well, yeah, I, I have not been on the internet, that's correct, I guess. Not, not so much. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, what's what's, what's, what's right. I- implicit in what you're saying? I don't understand. Uh, Alright, I guess I have no real excuse. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. Okay. All right, fine. And 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 thus concludes. And thus concludes, concludes. Sam's complaint Sam's corner. Sam's complaint corner. Cue cue the music, Jeremy. But I just did it. Okay. Look. Sam's <laughs> Perfect. All right. So let's get into our nerdiest movies part. Now, our little thing that we always like to do is look ahead and try to predict the future. We usually do an okay job, but not a perfect job. And what we're going to do is talk about what we think are the nerdiest movies of 2016. So let's go around and we'll do Benji, me, Sam. Wait, we're not going to talk about 2015 at all? We are. We're not but let's predict no, we're first, 2016. First we're doing 2016. Anticipate okay. it. And then we'll go back to All right, so... Let's okay. get three honorable mentions and what you think will be the nerdiest movie of 2016. Okay. Uh, um, should, should I go ahead? Yeah. Okay. So I think – so the three honorable mentions for me uh, have to be X-Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, Gambit. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Bridget Jones's baby. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it, it is a it is a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I can't really pick Jumanji, even though I want to, because it's really, it's really, it kind of is nerdy, but whatever. That's a separate. I don't want to go with that. And I guess Rogue One. I, I got to go down that because mm. right. because it's like it's it's more focused and it's within Star Wars. Right. Um, and then I'd say the nerdiest actually is Assassin's Creed. And I stand oh, by that. Not bad. Okay. Not bad. Even though I don't really know Assassin's Creed, Michael I think that's, Fassbender I think... is going to be in it. Ooh, so that elevates. Really? Is is he is he the, the is he the is he the the lead? I, yes, I believe is he... he is the titular assassin. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, I mean so, right. so that's so that's so that's the thing. I mean, yeah, because I, I think I think because it's it's definitely got a huge following, huge nerd following. It's not like mm-hmm. everyone knows about it. It's a very oh popular God. game, but it's also also being video games. Listen to who else is in this movie: Marion Cotillard, Michael K. Williams, Jeremy Irons, and Brendan Gleeson. Wow, that's a pretty good cast. Jesus. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a good cast. All right. Uh, so your thing is okay. Assassin's Creed. You're like, All right, that's interesting. All right, I, good I choice. Like yes. Because this, well, there's yeah. no overlap with my. All right. And I should be, I should be very clear that my criteria is saying what I think is the nerdiest, not what I'm looking forward oh, to the most, yes. or what I, I think agree. is the yes. best. Okay, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just, just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my honorable mentions have a similar vein. Uh, one, you know, two comic book movies, and one other adaptation. One of them is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I forget about that? Deadpool. Sorry, go ahead. I have no. It's just. It's the first R-rated movie. It's such a weird, weird metafictional character. I mean, I gotta say that's a nerdy one. But my other one is a similarly weird one, which is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And I mean, come on, you're introducing magic into the Marvel universe. That's weird. I don't even think Doctor Strange is that well known. So, and he's gonna be played mm-hmm. by Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. You know, oh, nerd guy. Good choice. Good so choice. That's like that's kind of crazy. So that's already like. Up there. That, th- those two honorable mentions. Another one, the Harry Potter prequel, Fantastic Beasts, and where Ooh. to find them. Oh, I just skipped right over that one. Yeah. I didn't even see it. And that's yeah, one I, of didn't, those, I didn't see that either. You know, it's, wow. like a, it's a spinoff of sorts, and I feel like, okay. But here's my number one. Oh, I might have chosen that one if, I, if I'd noticed it. Well, anyway, go ahead. Here's my number one choice for Nerdy's movie, Warcraft. Hmm. Um, again, oh wow! I totally I, skipped that as well. But not good. necessarily yeah. looking forward to it because I'm not really familiar with the current situation. But come on, Warcraft. Yeah. Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's based I, off of a multiplayer game. I and hope it's at least decent. I mean, I think if looking at it, there's a chance it's at least going to be decent. Well, yeah, I mean, it should be cool. I believe Duncan Jones is the director, and he is definitely a good director. But you never know. You never know. So, so those those are mine. All right, Sam. So let's hear your choices. So so it's great because there's like so many choices. Um, you know, for for next year. Like um, now, I my lists do have some overlap with with both of yours. All right. Um, um, but I I I'm glad that you mentioned Warcraft because Warcraft was one of the last movies that I cut from my honorable mentions, and I'm glad that you mentioned. Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them, because I, I just missed that one, and I probably would have included it on my list if I'd seen it. But anyway, my my honorable mentions are um, um, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. as Jeremy had mentioned, um, Rogue One, which which Benji had mentioned, right. and i got to put Batman v Superman on there. Yeah. Even yeah, though that's going to be like a massive, massive popular movie, but still, like, what's nerdier than Batman versus Superman, really? It is pretty like, cool. yeah. That's that's pretty much the pinnacle of nerdiness. And mm-hmm. my number one, my number one, it's got to be Deadpool. 
I'm okay. All right. This I is mean, nice. yeah. I mean, that's it, just it, yeah. It's crazy because there's something we didn't even mention. You know, we didn't mention Suicide Squad. We didn't mm-hmm. mention Captain America: right. so Civil that, War. I, yeah, right. I cut those both from my uh, from my yeah, yeah. Uh, honorable mention list. But uh, you know, yeah, Star Trek Beyond. You know, uh, the, the sequel mm. to that. I know, mm-hmm. very mainstream. No, we also yeah. didn't mention uh, you know Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah, I actually was considering that one oh, too. Nice. Yeah, and of course, here's you may disagree with me, but I this didn't go on my top list obviously, which is tur- the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Out of the shadows, and I gotta mm-hmm. say, the mm-hmm. fact that they put in B. Rob and Rocksteady and are probably gonna crank, mm-hmm. uh, it's got a little credit. Yeah, there. That, that, yeah, Listen, yeah, it does. Cre- it does credit up. There, there. I really, like I said, I, there's so many choices out there for like nerdy movies coming up this next year. I, I, I just really hope in the Ninja Turtles movie, even though it's Michael Bay and stuff, I do hope that they have the whole kind of rivalry between uh, Shredder and Krang, because that's always awesome. How they kind of like hate each other and right. like shit on each, like, you know what I mean? Well, so. The good news about it is that he is not the director. He's just the producer. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes a difference, but, you know, just keep that in mind. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's get into our talk about 2015. And before we get started, let me remind us all of what we predicted would be the nerdiest movies. Now, starting with Sam, you know, he first was talking about Ex Machina because he thought it was based on some graphic novel, but then said, nah, it's original, so Mm. it's bad. It turns out it was actually pretty nerdy. Yeah, well, I agree, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. You also mentioned Pitch Perfect 2, which, right. by the way, budget $29 million, box office $287 million. So, mm-hmm. a similar success to last time. Didn't it beat out Steve Jobs, right? I think yeah, it beat out Steve things, Jobs. A lot of things beat Steve Jobs. Yeah, okay. Uh, he also mentioned Terminator Genesis, one of the very interesting ones, because that movie... Made a ninety million in North America, but made three hundred and fifty million overseas, which is why they're still going to make more Terminator movies. Oh God! Even though it, it, if it that was the only one, if it was the ninety, it would have been considered a failure. Right. But of course, your number one was Star Wars. Yes. Yes. No, I called that. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was right about Sam, that. Sam, you're not allowed to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> now, Benji has some interesting ones. Uh, he had his throwaway, of course, was Paul Blart Molokov too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. How much money did that one make? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> he also mentioned Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. Goosebumps, and of course, number one being Star Wars. Right. And. Mm-hmm. I you know obviously when I was talking about it, I said well yeah Star Wars but I mentioned Ant Man and Jupiter Ascending, Chappie, Tomorrowland, and then mm. the uh, the thing Pixels. Now Pixels, what I said about Pixels was maybe it's going to be the Knights of Badassdom of 2015. By the way, the answer was yes, it was the Knights of Badassdom of 2015. Mm. It you know in that it wasted Peter Dinklage, and it was terrible. <laughs> now I didn't. Great I didn't see Pixels, but yeah. I did see Knights of Bad Aston, and I kind of feel that like even though it was like objectively a bad movie, mm-hmm. I don't, it probably wasn't as bad as Pixels. Agreed. So I, I don't think it's quite fair to call right, Pixels right. the Knights of Bad Aston of, of 2015. Um, I guess I just mean like what could have been, you know, in terms of the concept. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. So. You guys have your list of the movies for 2015. Right. So let's yeah. start, like, yeah, just do a little bit as we go through it. Now, 
obviously you can look at these things like Taken 3, bleh, no, nobody cares. Now, I don't, I don't know, have you ever, has ever heard of Paddington, like Paddington? Yeah, sure. So this movie, I don't know if I really could would consider it nerdy. The movie was actually pretty good, considering it was a kid's movie. Uh, but what do you think? Is that really like a nerdy movie? Mm. I mean, there's like the nostalgia factor, because this is like a book that a lot of people read as a kid, but is it? I, 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 think I don't know. Right. I think you're right. All right. So let's skip ahead, 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 ahead. And just keep moving to Jupiter Ascending on February 6th. Now, I don't know what you can say otherwise, but it is the Wisconsin's. It is a weird alien movie. Have either of you seen it? No. No. Oh, I, I should really preface this by saying I've only seen, like, three movies this year, so did, <laughs> I'm really did, not I mean, able to uh, to discuss most of them. We're going to have to be relying on Jeremy's I mean, opinion for almost all of these. Did, some, did, did, did something significant happen with you this year? I mean, it's not really the Not, not really. Exactly. Oh, yeah. no, no. He, last year he said the same thing. <laughs> I, I, think that went over, I think that went over Jeremy's head. It's true. I did say the same thing last year, and I didn't have the excuse of getting married. So, right. Well, let me just give it to you this way. I'm not saying it was good, because it wasn't. But Jupiter Ascending had, like, an entire new set of, you know, alien worlds and aliens and, like, this crazy backstory and world building. Yes, Eddie Redmayne had his, had, like, the whisper shout performance, you know, where he's like, everyone is not talking to me! Like, you know, like that. <laughs> Which is why he was nominated for Razzie this year, uh-huh. and also an Oscar. But that was Eddie. Who do you say? Redmayne. Um, Channing Tatum plays like a dog, alien-ish. Mila Kunis plays the one, essentially. Uh, it, you know, mm. it's, there's a lot of like copying of themselves with this movie. I still say it was nerdy, despite it being just like a big mess. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would go. Okay. It's such sure. a it's it's such a it's such a shame. I mean, it's just like you know. Yeah. I I guess they're kind of are they in the Lucas territory? I mean, in a certain sense. No. Like because they haven't gone back and like changed stuff they already did. So. That's, unless you count the unless you count the sequels, but mm, still. That's not they didn't. That's not changing the original Matrix though. That would be Lucasy. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just like a lot right. of people go downhill after they have a big hit. That just. Yeah, that's common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, v-, v for Vendetta was also seminal in its way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right so on. next is Kingsman. Have you guys seen that one? No, nope. but I do want to. Kingsman: The Secret Service is something I do recommend. It was a very fun movie. Uh, I saw it with our dad, Benj. We both had a great time. Mm-hmm. It's like a kind of comedy action, you know, comedy reminiscent of some of the Guy Ritchie stuff. Samuel Jackson plays a pretty fun villain. No. It's interesting that you mentioned that it's reminiscent of Guy Ritchie because wasn't it directed by Matthew Vaughn? Well done, nice. Who, nice and nice Matthew ball. Vaughn was like connected with Guy Ritchie on, um, you know, Guy Ritchie's first couple of movies, right? That's right. And he also did Kick Ass, for example. Uh, right. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but you know, Colin Firth is pretty great. But despite all that, you know, it's the James Bond pastiche. I don't. I say it is not nerdier. Than Jupiter Ascending, we all can agree with right. that. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Agree. All right. Sure. So let's move forward. You know, there, there's more to go through. You could look at you know, Hot Tub Time Machine too. Technically, sure. it's time travel, but eh. So I say we skip it. 
Right. Right. Fair enough. Everyone agrees? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think the next one that actually could be a contender is March 6th, Chappie. Okay. Okay. Now, Chappie I is, saw a new, that. is a new meal to go plant. I actually saw this one also. All right. So, Ben, what do you think? <sighs> hmm. You know, it, it it is nerdy. Like like he you know, Neil Blomkamp actually like he he does like he does have a nerdy sensibility, and you can also see in sort of the way he kind of in the way that that Peter Jackson is very Korean nerd in, in one of the ways that you can you know that besides the fact that he's a huge Lord of the Rings guy and did Lord of the Rings is right. that you know you know how into like monsters he is and, and like the detail of the monsters and, and all that stuff. So Neil Blomkamp seems to really just be into machinery and like the, the you know robotics and all that stuff. And he and it seems like in his movies, um, you know, I don't know how much of him or his or his production team or whatever, but they get really really into it's you know the nitty gritty of like actually the the robotics and the design of the robotics. So I think I think that gives him some some pretty significant nerd cred. And you know he he his his movies really are I think legitimately sci-fi movies in the right. sense mm-hmm. of the way that sci-fi you know deals with I mean, you know you could say one of the true forms of the sci-fi is dealing with like an, an, an idea or a possibility or like what if this ha- like a, very much a what if like very much a what if and he does that so in terms of nerdiness definitely there um um i you know i, I don't think it was it was as good as district nine. Oh, i know. agree with that um you I mean, know, and and it, and it kind of is a re, it kind of is a rehash of it in, well, in a certain sense. Sort of. Um, I mean, the, it's about like you know the robot that starts developing artificial intelligence, and he gets kind of kidnapped accidentally by a bunch of low lifes, mm-hmm. and Dev Patel is like the developer, and he's like, ugh, all right, let's just see if we can like teach him. So he's like a, like a kid learning. So it's sort of mm-hmm. about artificial intelligence and good and evil and you know morality and stuff. And they mm-hmm. definitely play fast and loose with a little, th- a couple like. So it's basically know. it's a rehash of Short Circuit, is what you're saying. In a lot of ways, it is. It's better than Short Circuit. There is no horrible, you know, racist Indian caricature played <laughs> by a white guy. Uh, there are definitely our caricatures of South African people, played by South African yeah. people. Yeah, but at least, yeah. At I least mean, it's one to one. So yeah, I mean yeah. So so he's what I remember by it's a rehash, just in the sense of like. He he, kind of like it's it, it's just the feel of it and everything. You, you can see he's still dealing with some of the same issues. I'm not saying personally. I'm just saying like he's he's addressed the thing mm-hmm. them in the in the movie. As, as that's what I felt like with District Nine. And once again, I think those issues are good. So I'm saying there's there, there's there's substance to the issues. There's there's something good behind it. But I'm just saying it, it just it, I more felt like it I was like okay that was pretty good. There's something uh-huh. there's something to it. It it wasn't it wasn't mind blowing. Um, it was it, it was good. He, he's he's a quality filmmaker, so like I wouldn't like I, I wouldn't expect it to be really bad. It's just you know whatever. Right. Though he, Hugh Hugh Jackman was awesome in it. Oh, he, he plays a villain basically. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's great. <laughs> Chappy, um, Chappy. All right, so what do we think, Benj? Jupiter Ascending, Chappy. Which one is nerdier? I haven't seen Jupiter Ascending, so right, so just excuse um, what you're. Your judgment. What do you think? I, 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 fuck it. It is hard. Cause it's like, cause the Wachowskis are kind of, they're kind of like movie nerds, and, and, but they're also sci fi nerds. I mean, they go more in the experimental realm. True. Um, God, it's hard. All it's right. hard. I mean, 
maybe we could say Jupiter ascending in the sense of like of because because still like I don't know like like Neil Blokamp still makes things not that he's totally a commercial director but like it's still a little more it's a little more about reality and more about social societal stuff a little yeah. more I don't know I mean Jupiter Jeremy you got to be the you got to be the deciding I I mean like here before Jeremy gives his final verdict I just want to throw in the point that like like kind of like building on what Benji was saying that like I think Chappie is probably like a little more easily accessible. You know, it's it's more like based in like, you know Reality. Like reality as opposed to Jupiter Ascending, which is in this totally alien sort of world and culture and society. That's true. You that's know that's harder for for an outsider to kind of um you know, to like relate to. So just want to make that point. And then Jeremy, you know, go ahead and give the final verdict. I think I think you have a good point, you know. Jupiter Ascending is really out there. Chappie is sort of like, it's pushing forward. It's almost like, this could be the real world. This could be sci-fi future. Whereas Jupiter Ascending is mm-hmm. like, let's just make up a whole new way of doing crap. So I'm going to have, you know, despite its failures, I'm going to have to say Jupiter Ascending is still number one. All right. So okay. okay. Skip forward ahead, and if you see anything that's before April 10th, shout it out. Otherwise, I think I have our next choice. Okay. Okay. So I assume there's nothing there for anybody. Mm. So, because we have, there are like there are little things here and there. I don't think there's anything else that's particularly nerdy. So, mm-hmm. take a look. But here's my feeling: the next one is Ex Machina, or yeah. Ex Machina, or I, whatever. Okay. Now, I don't think there's any doubt this can be considered a nerdy movie. It's a great movie. Right. It has three actors that have all done pretty good work this year. Oscar Isaac, Alicia Vikander, Dumbo Gleason. Two of the three of them Agreed. were also in Star Wars. Right. You know, Alicia Vikander was in three other movies this year. So I, I think it's a great cast. You know, Benji, you saw it. Mm-hmm. Sam, have you seen yep. this one? Yes, yes. So Ex Machina is one of the few movies awesome. I actually have seen from right. this year. So wait before before we go ahead, I don't really like that I mentioned this, but I have to mention the fact that there are more people than I would care to to I don't say care to admit, but more people than I would like trying to tell me about the entire universe of the Fast and the Furious world. Like I really don't give a shit and apparently people are super into it. And they tell me about the meaning behind the stories. Now maybe I'm wrong because I haven't seen any of it. And I do love the rock. Are you talking about it as as being a nerdy movie? Because I kind of feel like not, but I'm saying- the Fast and the Furious is like the exact opposite of like what nerdiness is in every way. It's, it, it, I'm saying the way people follow it, it's, it's kind of like in the sense, remember we talked about how like, you know, sports nerds essentially kind of are nerds, but they're not because they're sports. Yeah. There are, there are people who are really into the Fast and the Furious world, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, true. it's not like, Ugh, it makes me... Just people try to convince me, like, how awesome they are and why I should see them. See, they're and... fine. They're kind of fun. They're, <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm they're sure not, they're... like... I mean... And honestly, I The, the Rock, Rock being in, in some of them... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't in them. The movies would be quite a lot worse. Let me just tell you. Yeah, yeah, I only yeah. started watching when The Rock was in it, and anytime The Rock isn't on screen, I'm less interested. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. You know, it's not... It, it's like, you know, I just saw that other... Well, we'll get to the other one later, but... Uh, it's like people who are really into... The way people are into 311 and the type of people are into 311. I don't know if that, that means anything to you guys, but it's I, like... I, of anyway. course I know about 311. I know you know who 311 is. I'm talking about people... You mean like the, the music band? 
Yeah, the, the music band. <laughs> the music band. Yeah, <laughs> the music. Yeah, 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 the rock and roller sound that you can listen to. The rocket, or, or as a principal, yes. uh, principal, Reverend Lovejoy said, that sounds like rock <laughs> and or roll. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, so we've all seen X Machina. Anyway, uh, yes, X Machina. It's one of my favorites of the year. I don't know what you guys think from that perspective. I know Ben likes it also. Mm-hmm. How do we scale it in terms of nerdy? It's, it's quite nerdy. It's extremely... I mean, okay. the whole movie Elaborate. is based around the idea of, like, artificial intelligence and, like, a Turing test. And, you know, just the whole idea of, like, how does an artificial intelligence, like, mm-hmm. become, you know, something, um, you know, which is, like, sentient and, like, alive. And also, the characters in the movie themselves are quite nerdy. So, mm-hmm. so I think it's it's yeah. got some pretty strong credentials. Mm-hmm. God, you're, you know, I think this should be Jupiter Ascending, and I think the reason is because in not that it's midway between Chappie and and Jupiter Ascending, but just in the sense of like I said, Chappie is more accessible. This is more access. Ex Machina is more accessible than Jupiter Ascending, but but not in a not good way. In fact, in a very good way because it's just a very well done, well nicely packed movie, and it's got ton- it's just really really well structured in every way. Um, or in, or in m- numerous ways, um, because it definitely hits the sci-fi thing of going through a concept, you know what I mean, exploring, like, like what ifs. I mean, but it explores so many different angles. I mean, it explores technology and human relationships and, and human-to-robotic relationships, you know what I mean? Hold on, incoming helicopter. Right. Get to the shot. <laughs> so, um, me, but it's, I think it's a little too close to call. I would have to like say you know, add it to like the list of things, basically. And I mean, I guess we can't give it a nudge because it's a little better. Like well, we can't, we, we can't do, do that. Add it to the list because last time we sort of had our we can't quite figure it out yet, and then we voted at the end mm. based on that short list. So we have our short list if we can't really decide yet, and that's how I feel about Exmacken. Unless you guys voted. That it's definitely not as nerdy as Jupiter Ascending, in which case I will accept that. Well, but, I mean, not having seen Jupiter Ascending, it's tough to say, but I think I think Ex Machina has to be like very high up there. Right. That's why it's, for yeah. me, I'm gonna just say let's put it to the short list. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, I think. Okay. So let's let's skip ahead a little bit. I just want to extremely, extremely briefly talk about Age of Adeline from April 24th. Okay. Uh, because there is a very weird concept in it about this. A girl who, in like the early 20s or 30s, I forget where, gets like shocked, and they give this pseudo scientific explanation of how it basically makes her immortal. And then, you know, she meets a young Harrison Ford, and then later on ends up dating his son, and see, and he sees her again. Now, there's an aspect there that's kind of nerdy in that there's like the immortal person, but there's also like, I don't think it's nerdy enough at all. To really cover thing, I just want to say, like, we, I thought about it, but no. I, right, everyone's okay with that, right? Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah. let's move on to the next one, which could be slightly difficult, but I don't necessarily agree. May 1st, Avengers Age of Ultron. So. Uh, yeah, it, it is It is one of the nerdiest movies uh, of the year. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely nerdy. I don't mm-hmm. I mean, it's a sequel to. You know, whatever you want to say about its deficiencies, you know, Joss Whedon is among those people who would probably talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, the main villain was a, a robot. 
that makes copies of itself. And they, like, raise a fictional island into the air, and there's a guy who runs fast, and there's, like, a, a witch that uses, like, magic, essentially. Well, it's interesting also just, just how many movies this past year have been uh, dealing with artificial intelligence. It's by yeah. no means new to be talking about, but, you know, it's on people's minds. It's true. Yeah. Now, so this is this is the second movie of the year that I've actually seen. Right. Um, <laughs> don't get your hopes up. There aren't too many more. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's I, it's very hard to compare Avengers to Ex Machina because like Avengers is like a huge, huge, massive movie with like a massive following and a massive budget and a massive cast and like a massive like you know publicity campaign and all that. And Ex Machina was this like tiny indie movie which basically only has three people in it and like has like a very small setting and a very small budget and like didn't have like the same kind of like, you know, like uh, awareness in the public consciousness. So like it's, it's kind of hard to even like look at them and compare them in terms of like what's more nerdy, what's less nerdy when they're, when they're like so far apart from each other um, just in terms of like scale. Right. So yeah, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think then? Sam, do you feel like it goes above Jupiter Ascending or Ex Machina? Or do you feel like you can't decide? I mean, I don't know, it's tough. I mean, yeah, it's a comic book. It is a different kind of angle. Because, you know, Jupiter Ascending is crazy, you know, Zonko sci-fi nonsense. You know, Ex Machina is more like intimate, you know, hard sci-fi, you know, like introspective. High concept sci-fi rigmarole. Essentially, yes. Whereas you know, Avengers is like crazy, over-the-top comic book, you know, fight about. All right, all right. I don't know. Is is Avengers is Avengers like like too mainstream at this point? No, no. Okay, that would be a vote against it if you think that. What do you think, Bench? I'm I'm gonna say why Avengers is is gonna beat out both of them for right now. Mm -hmm. And okay, taking off the gloves. First of all, the comic book element is coming from comic books, so it's both, you could say, sci-fi and comic book. Comic book automatically elevates the nerdiness, which is unquestionable. Second part is all the different characters and Avengers itself has a big universe, a big nerdy universe to delve into, big following, a big nerd following. So even if it's more successful, I think it beats it out because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Jupiter, Jupiter sending an X. Machina are standalone pieces. Now, maybe they could contend with it if somehow they became these big cult classics and somehow they had this whole thing behind it. You know, maybe if they were, you know, maybe if they were like the Matrix movie, like the Matrix movie might be able to beat out, you know, the second Avengers. Well, I will tell but, you this about those yeah. two. Ex Machina is still a bit of an indie darling. People who've seen it tend to love it, right. but it uh-huh. hasn't had and that much traction. Rightly so. Now, I mean, it's definitely the best out of those three. But. Jupiter Ascending has had what you might call the bad movie cult classic thing around it, where people are just like, they enjoy it so much. Because it is kind of fun. I, like I said, I saw it, and I was just like, oh, this is so stupid. You know, it wasn't boring. It was just delightfully dumb. Okay. Uh, there is that aspect, but the cult thing isn't kind of a nerdy thing. But you know what? I, I think Benji sort of convinced me. I mm-hmm. can't agree about Ex Machina. I still had to put that on the list. But I, um, I think we can push off Jupiter Ascending. What about you, Sam? You okay, I can, I'll go with that, too. I agree. All right, great. So we have consensus to move forward. Now, uh, let's just, I would just say let's skip ahead a little bit here to May 15th. And now we have some interesting choices. 
Now, the first one, I don't know if you actually care or not, but Pitch Perfect 2, eh? <laughs> No. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, can you know, it has, it, it, has, it, has it has a bit of a following, and it does have the also the, the theater the, the theater nerd cred there, but... Let me just tell you something, because yeah. this movie... Oh, my God. It's so frustrating, because there was, like, 20% of the movie I thought was pretty great, and, like, 80% I thought was just the worst. Mm-hmm. And that that is the worst kind of movie for me, where I really love a part of a movie but hate the rest of it because it's just like, because it, it was dull. Most of the movie was dull, but there are little pieces that worked well. So, but I think I think we're fine discounting that. So let's talk about one that could be contention: Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. You know, sci-fi yeah. dystopia. You know, it's a continuation of an old cult classic with a uh, <laughs> Jubson. <laughs> that, that was pretty great with I saw that Ricky Gervais thing where he's like and Mel Blames well we know who Mel Blames <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was great it was at the like, Golden Globe Sam I know you didn't see but you know he's yes. like well so uh, yeah uh, uh, a couple years ago I was uh, oh, I made some joke about Mel Gibson you know in, the, in his drunken escapades and then I was put in the an awkward position of having to uh, introduce him, and here we are again, you know, listen, you know, Mel doesn't blame me, I mean, we all know who he blames. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so be- I, I just want to point out, because I, I just saw it as we were scrolling through the um, the movies, um, I want to apologize to the Fast and Furious franchise for saying that they're, like, the complete opposite of nerdiness, because I just noticed that um, this year the Entourage movie came out, and the Entourage movie is definitely, That's a good point. like, <laughs> the least nerdy movie, you know, of the year. I don't think there's yeah. any question. Okay, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie. <laughs> How was it? Um, it was Entourage, the movie. Okay, <laughs> so, I, I mean, Entourage just, isn't bad, isn't bad. It was, so, it I mean, was like, you know, Entourage, the movie. I don't really, it's not much else to tell you. You know, yeah. it's like... That's a, good, that's a, that's a fair description. I, I didn't think it was like, listen, if you, if you don't like Entourage... You'd hate this movie, but if you were like, yeah, the Entourage, I think you'd like the movie. <laughs> but that's the thing. People stopped liking Entourage, which is why that movie bombed. Right. So I was like, all right. I can tell you, because that was actually my review title. Entourage the movie is Entourage the movie. <laughs> nice. All right. So, yeah. but Mad Max. All right. So that's back to Mad Max. You know, I think it's interesting in that I actually don't think it's as nerdy as some of these other things. It's not just about the mainstream success, because it didn't necessarily have to be a mainstream success. Uh, yeah, it's like a sci-fi dystopian thing, but I actually think you can do a lot of comparison to like the Chappie thing in some sense, and that it's sort of like it's future Earth stuff, you know, dystopian thing, but it's like oh, it's all based in like technology that kind of exists. Right. So it's not as fanciful. It was so good, though. I mean, that's why it it's hard. It was good, because it was definitely one of the movies. The it was really like I was. I mean, I, I got I got in the mode of watching it of like I was in like a different world. Like they they really did a good job with that. Yes. So I, it I even mean, got nominated hard. for an Oscar. Which is, oh really? Which good. is difficult. Good. Actually, it's, it 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 it, just, it deserves it. It means it deserves at least to be nominated. But the the thing is, it's like um like. And it's kind of, I feel like it's on the level of Ex Machina to a certain... Well, no, a little more so. Because there's definitely that huge Mad Max cult following. Um, hmm. I mean... Uh, I mean... So actually, Jeremy, one thing that, that our dad pointed out 
which I think is a good point. You're talking about how like there's definitely some attention to detail with uh, the, the different cars, the way different cars were made. So there's kind of like the the the, the car nerdiness going on there. Um, so so I mean there's a little bit of that, and obviously George Miller himself is definitely kind of like this like nerdy director, very very like um, thorough with all the different parts of the world and things like that, and mm-hmm. and um, you know I mean it's de- it's definitely a nerdy movie. Like, like, it's definitely uh, I deserves agree, to be that, but... But, I mean, we're talking about, you know, nerdy-est, and to me, yeah. I just don't see it being nerdier than Ex Machina or Avengers. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Sam? What do you think, Sam? So, so I haven't seen Mad Max, um, uh, to, to my shame, because I, I everyone says it's great, and I really do want to see it, and I will see it. You're, you'll, you'll, you'll love it. I, I, I will definitely I see it. it. I just haven't gotten yeah. to it yet. But, um, so I don't, I don't really feel like I'm in a position to... To compare it to these other movies, but I do think that certainly, um, you know, its nerd credentials are strong. Um, you know, as as you guys have mentioned, you know, just being set in like this dystopian future world, it's based on these like you know three kind of obscure cult movies from the '80s. You know, all of those things, um, and it's just like an awesome kick-ass like sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got to be up there. All right. Well, I'll, I mean, if we can't concur, then I'll have to just add it to the short list. So, and then we can we can get back okay. to it later. Okay. okay. All right. So let's move ahead to the twenty second, and there's a movie called Tomorrowland, which you know I talked about. Oh, sorry. Are you going to just skip Jurassic World? Yeah. Did I? Let's just skip it. Was it, was it there? I think. <laughs> wait. Hold on. Did I miss Jurassic World? What? What? Which? Which day was that? That's on. June. I agree. Let's skip it. Yeah. June what? June? June 12th? No, no, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not in June yet? No, I'm May sorry. I think it's a great idea. I agree. May 22nd, okay. Sam. Tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, I, got, I got off track. <laughs> sorry. Okay, tomorrow. tomorrow then. Now, I did see this. Um, it is definitely nerdy. It's a huge mess as well. Uh, it's it's a bizarre movie as well. It's sort of like about sort – of, there's like a parallel world that George Clooney goes to, and it's sort of there's a lot of weird sci-fi – you know, retro sci-fi, steampunky stuff. There's some Tesla references in there for you David Bowie fans. <laughs> uh, you know, at one point, you know, the Eiffel Tower turned into a, into a early 20th century spaceship. Wait, That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I definitely say it's got nerdy cred, but I can't put it above the ones that we've already gotten. You okay. Know, it doesn't quite okay. cross over the line. Now, you guys haven't seen it. I don't really recommend it. It's it's fine, but it's not. You don't need you need you don't need to go out to see it. Is that what he was promoting in the Nespresso commercial? Is that is that what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- well, actually. I don't. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move ahead. We'll touch on a little bit from May 29th, and that's this movie called San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Now the I don't, I don't really see that this is nerdy. I don't, you know, The Rock is in it, but you know, does he literally like? Pull the earth together after the earthquake. <laughs> he should. No, he he does just he, he just does people, he drops he just the people's elbow on the earthquake. <laughs> oh my god, that would have made that movie so much better. Well, it's interesting because it's like it's like not in, it, that wouldn't make him in the movie wouldn't make him cause the the earthquake. It doesn't just show how shitty of a movie it is that that a people's elbow would fix the earthquake. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes pieces right. back together. So Paul Giamatti is in it. He's like a you know a seismologist. It's like ah, there's a it's a it's a nine point three. And then the rock's like 
we'll see about that. And he hits the people over. It's like, wait a minute, something's going on. He's hit a negative 9.3. And he's like, yeah, except for the people. Who um, so? Yeah, yeah. That movie was fine. I don't have anything against it. You know, there were some, you know, women saving explosions. The Rock got to be heroic. You know, he said some stupid lines. It was fine. I had nothing against yeah. it. Okay. You know, I'm happy for The Rock doing well, you know. It, it's, it's, I got nothing against that. So let's move ahead to Entourage. And then let's move past Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> um, to a, a movie in, in, on June 5th called Spy. Okay. Now, Spy, I think, it's interesting. I, I actually don't think it's going to be nerdier, but I just want to give you a little bit of, of insight here. So, in Spy, Melissa McCarthy plays a CIA analyst. Jason Statham and Jude Law play spies. And Jason Statham is really funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. He basically plays like a supremely overconfident spy. It's like, yeah, you know... Just, he just and he keeps like screwing up. <laughs> you know, like he'll okay. over himself, and he, it's very, it's a very funny movie. And, you know, she kind of go plays ahead, Tommy. Like a Before nerdy the Germans get here. Person, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I don't think it, it's really nerdy enough. It's it's more of just like a generic like spy comedy, right? So I think we can like get back to that, right? Okay. Yeah. Fair. Except for the Jason Statham part, right. sort of. Mm. It yeah. helps. I mean, there's a lot of pastiche yeah. elements, you know. He's great, mm-hmm. you know. It's just more movie. I'm a spoil. Yeah. Uh, Three right. minutes. That's, a, that's another one that I um that I haven't seen, but I definitely do want to see. Uh, I think you guys would yeah. like it, actually, Sam. It was, yeah, I heard it's it was, good. It was a pretty fun movie. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I did had low expectations, though, because the last movie she's been in, I didn't like. So this one was pretty good. All right, so let's move ahead to the twelfth to Jurassic World, which is what you talked about earlier. And, you know, there's an aspect of, like, dinosaurs and blah, blah, blah that is kind of nerdy-ish. On the other hand, at this point, is it really nerdy anymore? Dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be if it was really kind of a sci- like a sci-fi movie-ish thing with, with, with ner- like, you know, mm-hmm. that was a sci-fi movie and had to do with dinosaurs. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can call, I think, the original Jurassic Park um, has some nerd cred, you know. The cult yeah. status of yeah. it, and then, and then, so, and then, you know, there's, there's some science in it. <laughs> science yeah. makes it a little nerdier. I think we're all in, no. in agreement here that we're just gonna let's, move on. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's all of a sudden Velociraptor, co- I mean, uh, T-Rex come out and snatch it away from the, from the, uh, <laughs> yeah, from the I mean, listen, you know, yeah. I've told you guys about Jurassic World and how it's not particularly good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's the sort of the deal. I think what I say, like, it's like someone was reading a Wikipedia article about, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then it's like, yeah, that's how I'm going to write Chris Pratt in this movie. It's just like, <laughs> just, just so, so terrible. Yeah. 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 Anyway, all right, let's move on to June 19th, to uh, the first of two Pixar movies of the year, Inside Out. Okay. Now, Inside Out, you know, mm. I, I don't really think of it, it's not like a sci-fi thing. It's not that kind of concept. You know, sometimes Pixar does those things. Like, definitely with The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, like, about how inside your head, the emotions are anthropomorphized. You know? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some weird stuff that they do with abstractions of psychological stuff. Sam, have you seen this? 
Yes, I did see Inside Out. It was fantastic. Yep, um, I agree. Great movie. Yeah. Um, I strongly recommend it, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like one of the nerdiest movies. It, like like you said, there are you know maybe a few elements of nerdiness, but it's not it's not tremendously like a nerdy movie. Although it is very good. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna say you know science nerdiness, but but it's weird weird because obviously there's sci-fi, but I don't mean sci-fi nerdiness. I mean like science in a sense of just like but more in the, the you know. So I feel like people who have a pretty good knowledge of uh, of psychology, and I feel like psych like majors, and then even perhaps you know some psychologists would would like get a kick out of some of the stuff in there. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they, 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 they paid it, you know, some pretty good respect. Right. Like, obviously it wasn't in depth, but it was, for what it was, it was good. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to July 1st. And, uh, you know, Sam's favorite movie of 2015 before he heard about it. Terminator Genesis with, uh, <laughs> spelled weirdly. And... Well, uh, is there anything to say? No. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's so unfortunate. You know, two amazing movies. I mean, that's just what happens, but... Yeah. People only pretty much remember the first two anyway. Like, no one talks about the ones afterwards. Maybe the third one, but... Eh. The TV show. I like the TV show. Yeah, but, I mean, people... I mean, you talk about it, Sam. But, uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, it's true. No, no, Other people don't really talk about it. Um, I mean, yeah. But, you know, but so yes, the first two movies... Yeah. Are, are like classic, and the rest of them nobody really seems to care about. I mean, they tried to pull something by having Amelia Clark and Arnold in the most recent one, but whatever. Yeah, but that, as we all know, that doesn't matter. It's just, it, it really is right. just stunt. Right. P- people people are just happy when they see the previews. Like, oh, it's Arnold. Right. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't fool anybody in America for the most part. Right. You know, yeah. Unfortunately, it's still big enough of a spectacle, and people still love Arnold Schwarzenegger overseas. So there mm-hmm. you go. All right, mm-hmm. so let's jump ahead to July 17th, and I think we can uh, ignore Trainwreck just to com- you know just to comment. And what about mm-hmm. Ant-Man? Ant-Man. Thoughts? I mean, it definitely um, has nerd cred to it. I-, I haven't seen it, but I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's it almost and granted this one I haven't seen, but. Just going off what I've heard, it almost seems like it's not as nerdy as I expected it to be. Uh-huh. And what, why is what, that? Um, I don't know, just like in the sense that like people said, oh, it was good, it was fun, it was like just like, you know, a conventional like Marvel movie with like the origin story and the redemption and the, you know, blah blah blah. And it was funny, you know, um, charming, but like not it wasn't anything different than anyone expected it to be, I think. And that's why I, I say it's, like, not not so nerdy. Well, let me let me ask Ben your question that might help shed some light on this. Jessica Jones, the TV show, Ben. Ooh. Nerdier than Avengers Age of Ultron or not? Because uh, it's sort of, it's another kind of thing like Ant-Man where it's kind of a, its own little thing question. in its own mm. world. Okay, hold on. Be- before you say anything about Jessica Jones, let me say, I've not seen Jessica Jones yet. Gotcha. Um, I will. I will watch it very soon. Um, it's definitely on the on the list of watching, like in the in the very short term future. Um, I have you seen Daredevil. Daredevil though, right? Yeah, I watched Daredevil. Daredevil's great. Um, okay. um, Jessica well, Jones better. Is it? That's like a high. That's a high standard uh-huh. to live I, up to. I stand. I stand by it. I stand by it. I, I, stand I could by be. It. I, I could be just you know argued either way on that. Because I, I really like Daredevil a lot. Yeah, I did too, but. 
my feeling is that, is that it's, uh, it's it's complicated, but yeah, yeah, all right. But you guys can both think about this because it's the same kind of idea. Think about as a separate you know place. You know, is the Daredevil <laughs> series or the Jessica Jones series nerdier than Avengers? Mm. It's basically. I think it's. Like, that's how you compare it. It's 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 not it's not really it's not really nerdier than than Avengers when it comes down to it. And Sam, do you agree yeah. with that? At least not a Joss Whedon Avengers. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Daredevil. In some ways, I think it's even more nerdy because, like, really, yeah. Oh, you're talking about Daredevil. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Because, because, like, Avengers was like everywhere, and everyone knew about it, and like it would. It's almost like hard to avoid. Whereas Daredevil was more something you would have to like go and seek out and commit yourself to. And there's like you know, it's like whole series of episodes about mm. you know a character that is like fairly obscure. Oh, you know. Well. All right. And like. So, although although just to to watch it to like you know from the first episode and like jump in and enjoy it like a hundred percent like it's it would be easier for like somebody with no background in comic books and, and stuff like that to just jump right into Daredevil than to jump right into Age of Ultron or, or Avengers or whatever so so that would be an argument in favor of Avengers. Um, I, I, I guess I could go either way. Huh. All right. I guess I guess I'm gonna have to agree. I don't think it's as nerdy as Avengers. It's tough, but I I, I would agree. All right, so let's move on to Pixels. Now, the thing right. I said last year was, if they don't sandalize this movie too much, then it could be, you know, great. Now, what happened? Guys, guess what happened? Do you think they sandalized the movie? Did they? Yeah. What does sand- sandalize mean? It means uh, <laughs> take all the fun out of it. Oh, sand- like as in Sandler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? In the- so, hey... I take great umbrage to that. You haven't seen his Sam last few movies, Benj. Dolores he, umbrage? He seems like he doesn't <laughs> care anymore. I didn't see The Cobbler this year, so there is that, but... Uh, anyway... You take you take that back. What do you, what do you mean, Sam Laura? I mean, that's not a good comparison. Because, okay, listen, even if... Wait, wait, wait. Say, let's, let's take a step back. <laughs> oh, cool, let's really? remember Let's remember that Benji loves every Adam Sandler movie, even the bad right, ones. Right, yeah, rightly same. so. <laughs> so okay, no, no. But but my point is, even if you say something is 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 listen, you say something is worse because it's Sandler fine. Like okay, I can, I can go with that. But not taking out all the fun. It's not like he doesn't have fun with his with his movies. Well, as an actor, he didn't seem to be having any fun. He's just like he it seemed like he was sleepwalking through it. I mean, Peter Dinklage wasn't. He did his best with a terribly written character, but. Mm. All right, but whatever. It's clearly not as yeah. Let's move on. Let's move right. on. July thirty first. Now, this is a weird choice. I, I'm just going to bring it up just to ask Sam what he thinks. Okay. End of the tour is based off of a uh, an interview with David Foster Wallace about the release of his book Infinite Jet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. There's an aspect there that's kind of nerdy, but do you think there's anything that can touch what we have? I mean, I think, like, in the subset of nerds who are, like, literary nerds, that's, like, a very nerdy thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but I don't think you could really say that it, it compares, in terms of, like, just general nerdiness, to, um, you know, to anything else we've discussed. Although, from that same uh, date, July 31st, there is the Lego Brickumentary, um, <laughs> which is pretty nerdy, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it. Yeah, but come but on. um, but let's be honest. You know, a documentary about Legos, 
that's that's got to be you know at least we've we've got to at least consider it. All right, but I mean, all right. <laughs> I, I think we could. Well, all right, well, guys, what about Mission Impossible? Rogue Nation. Yeah, no, but but you know, was right. it good? I heard I heard it was actually not it's, bad. It was it was good. You know, it's, it was great to see Tom Cruise cruising it up. Yeah, <laughs> he was good. He was good in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I, I always stand by him and his performances. Yeah, me too. So. All right. So, but yeah. I, I think it's not that nerdy. So let's move on to um, the most unfortunate comic book movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. Oh, poor Fantastic Four. Everybody hated you, including everybody that worked on it. Oh wow. You know, it it was a hundred percent terribly done. It was a bomb. You know. But. I don't know. It's almost like it was trying to be mainstream, but failed. I, I think we can dismiss it pretty quickly. Like, yeah. any movie that is, like, as universally just hated and despised and, like, you know, if if nobody loves a movie, then, like, even, even like, I mean, I guess probably some people love that it was bad, or do they? But, but yeah, like, but it, it seems but like it, it's... But you, mean, you mean beyond anything that's, like, so bad it's good. Like just right, exactly. So bad, it's just, so just plain bad. Like, I think we can rule it out pretty quickly. Okay. All right, well, th- let's move on to the, ne- to the next week. And here's an interesting one that I think you guys haven't seen called The Man from U.N.C.L.E. The mm-hmm. Man from U.N.C.L.E. is based off of a 60s series uh, where, like, an American and Soviet guy have to team up to help, like, save world stuff crap. Yes. Now, this is a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. And Henry Cavill, British guy who plays Superman, plays the American guy. Army Hammer, who's an American actor who played Lone Ranger in The Bomb, plays the Russian guy. And mm-hmm. um, the girl from Ex Machina, Elisa Vikander, plays someone else. Like, mm-hmm. a girl who's involved with them in their own escapade. Here's the thing. I actually kind of like this movie. Uh, okay. It, it did really poorly. My only nerdy feeling to this is the kind of Guy Ritchie-ish type of thing. In the same way. Yeah, but... but I can't say that it's close to what we have already. It's a fun movie. It did not deserve to do as poorly as it did, but... So, I want to ask... There was this movie called Straight Outta Compton. Right. Uh, Yeah, so I... I I want to ask what you guys think. You know, you feel like that's a nerdy kind of thing. Hmm. I I don't think so. I'm I'm gonna... I'm gonna make him... I'm gonna... I'm gonna comment on this for a second. So... It's interesting, because it was like, I saw the whole movie, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thinking back on it, I was like, eh, it, I mean, it, it, like, as, like, a story and stuff, it kind of, like, went halfway, then the second half was just kind of like, remember this awesome rapper, remember this awesome rapper? It was, like, kind of like, it was kind of like that. It was, like, seemed very well maintained. Like, I don't know, like, it, like, I mean, it, it, it just made the, the protagonist look really heroic and amazing. So, like, it's, it, so, like, oh, you saw I submit. Yeah, I have some issues with the movie, but in terms of like music fanness, it was awesome. Right. Because mm-hmm. besides, because like the first half was pretty much you know, their their rise, and I don't, I sort of know NWA, like I know them and stuff, but like I'm not like, huge in N- NWA, but um, but then the stuff they did afterwards, because really the movie spans like like kind of. It, it, it like you know Dr. Dre is one of the 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 the, the protagonists in it, so it's kind of like. Uh, you know, him from NWA forming until when he starts his own label and breaks away from Death Row, like away from like Suge Knight and everything. 
And so, um, his, what was I going to say? Like his, so, so like there were, there were like these like little cameos of like, oh, here's, here's this new rapper Snoop Dogg, like meet him, or here's Tupac laying down this song, or just little references to things. It's kind of like, even, even though I was like, that was clearly just put in the movie to like get like kind of like a hype response from people. It was, it was, you know, there was a lot of that. I was in, and like, and on its own, it would make me groan. But since I loved it, I was like, oh, yeah, Tupac. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know Ice Cube's son played yeah. him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why he looks so yeah. much like him. Yeah, yeah. Shane Jackson. Uh, but all right, but do you really think it's nerdier than any of the movies we've said? I mean, Paul Giamatti was in it, so. Okay, I don't know so I, I don't know. that sounds like a no. I, I agree. No, 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 but it is, no, no, I'm just going to say this. It's not nerdier. But it does hit, if you are a music nerd, it is a movie to see. All right. I'll just say that. Okay, good. fair enough. All right, yeah. well, let, let's skip ahead to the 21st. Now, among this list was American Ultra, a weird movie that's kind of vaguely, you know, nerdy. I'm going to say it, it was fine, but I don't think it's that nerdy. I hadn't even heard of that one. Uh, don't worry about it. If you want to, you can read my review. Agent 47 is based off of the Hitman video game series. Right. So I guess inherently there's a nerdy aspect. But I don't know, Hitman guys, it's not really as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So let me but let me Fair ask enough. you about Z for Zakaria. Now, this is a movie about a dystopian future ba- you know, based on a seventies era book. You know, it stars the guy from Star Trek, you know, Kirk. Mm-hmm. You know, Margot Robbie is in it. You know who's going to be the new Harley Quinn, and of course Kira Elliott Moore, who mm-hmm. is from Serenity, and is amazing. Yeah. So now I know none of you seen it. I thought it was, eh. but I think we can all sort of say like that's it's not that kind. Of, it's like a lesser Mad Max in a sense, because it's also like a dystopian thing. So I have to say not as nerdy. That makes sense. Okay. okay, okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's skip ahead to September 18th. Okay, before we get to September 18th, oh, let me let me just just toss this out. Yep. Um, obviously, this is not a contender for nerdiest movie of the year, but A Walk in the Woods. Um, it's a movie based on a book written by Bill Bryson, who also is like a science writer. Um, but it's about like his personal experiences, like hiking the Appalachian Trail as a person who is like uniquely unqualified to do so. Um, and it's just like his like funny like musings on like the ridiculousness of what he's doing and whatever. Um, but it's a book that I think is kind of nerdy and is popular among nerds, or at least like people who are into like nature and and like hiking and stuff like that. Um, and I so I just I just wanted to like make note of it in passing. Oh, all right, fair enough. Now, so then, so getting back to there's a movie called Sicario. Mm. Now, Nerdiest movie of the year. <laughs> I think now the movie is great, but I don't really feel like we can say that it's a nerdy movie, right? Right, Ben? Well, I mean, there is that classic line, like, "Hey, Sicario." <laughs> I mean, the line that we made up that wasn't in the movie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, basically the movie the movie is so much not a nerdy or really cool. Not, not that it's not quotable because it's a really well done movie, but it's it's so like like it's so like not in that realm where like you know you're just making like no one's like I think the word Sicario is used once, but as I was watching it, it's like really dark and like kind of disturbing and intense and and really good. As Jeremy and I were watching it, I kept just going like ah. Uh, 
classic Sicario. <laughs> or, or wasn't that scene great when he when he said like, "Hey, what do I look like? A Sicario?" Or whatever. I'm saying. But, yeah, uh, Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. all yeah, so yeah. damn good. Benicio del Toro. Yeah. They wanted to nominate, you know, a non-white person. They should have nominated him. Because mm-hmm. mm. it would have been deserving. You agree with me, Bright Ben? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he always deserves at least a nomination, pretty much. I mean, I mean, he was great in Snatch. He's he's great. I mean, he's great in everything. I mean, in Snatch, you... no, <laughs> he was not great in Snatch. What are you talking about? I've <laughs> I've never seen a a more unconvincing portrayal <laughs> of a Jewish person than Benicio del Toro <laughs> in Snatch. Abby, Abby. <laughs> Do you know why they call him Frankie Four Fingers? Because when he doesn't pay, they give him the chop. I thought that was the point <laughs> that he was that he was terrible at it, but whatever. Yeah, what are you what are you talking about, Sam? Blasphemy. Right, let's move on to the next actual contender, October second, The Martian. Okay. Now I don't think there's any disagreement. You, can, you have to call this a nerdy movie. It's about a guy, but he was a, a bunch of astronaut scientists. One of them gets stuck on Mars, has to use science to stay alive, mm-hmm. then they have to use science mm-hmm. to save him. That's pretty damn nerdy. I mean, yeah, right? I I will definitely grant that. Anyone seen this movie other than me? I have not. I haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is very good. I actually, I think you guys would both like. It. Uh, yeah, you know what else makes it nerdy? Matt Damon. <laughs> I actually have to say that I think it's among the nerdiest of the year just because of the the content. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna have to put it on the list. Okay. So uh, you guys have So let's move on then to uh, Steve Jobs. Now it's technically kind of a nerdy thing because it's about Steve. Did Jobs. you Did you see it, Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. Was I, I, great. He was nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. Actually, Deserves. I think yeah, he was actually nominated. better in Macbeth. But we haven't gotten to that yet. Listen, okay. whatever. He's nominated. That's good enough, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, he was good. It's, it's, it's was not good. really an it's not really a nerdy movie. I, I I enjoyed it. It was um, I mean, you know, I guess the 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 nerd uh, the the nerd following of the nerd crowd would be you know the the tech world, you know, because because I think there are plenty of those people who do know who do know the history of the different products, things like that, you know, computer engineers, things like that, you know, just and and, and Jeremy, it made me think a lot about like. Like you in college, like that era, and people around you in your computer engineering, um, like school, yeah. you know, because remember, like the iMac was coming out around. I just, I, it, it just, yeah, just because it, 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 it went around that time. So. All right. So okay, I guess we'll move past it. But the next group is a little trickier. Uh, first, I, I'm going to just bring up Goosebumps. Benge. Mm-hmm. We had that mm-hmm. discussion last year. I did see it. It was actually not terrible. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, and especially for a kids movie, a, mo- a kids movie that's not completely insulting to your intelligence is uh, is kind of a marvel. <laughs> uh, and Jack Black was pretty fun in it. I actually thought it was pretty. He plays R.L. Stein. That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I actually like he, he was the R.L. Stein. Yeah, he it's pretty funny. It's basically about he plays R.L. Stein who moves to a, a new town with his daughter, and the you start seeing from this other kid who also just moved in a boy, and he thinks there's something sinister going on. And but it turns out, oh, it's actually R.L. Stein, and the reason he was like hiding away is because he had all his books. And if any of his books open, the monsters inside come out. And as you uh-huh. imagine, they all open, including mm-hmm. like the ventriloquist dummy, who is 
who Jack Black also does the voice of. Yeah. Which is pretty good. You know, and like Yetis and giant spiders. You know, it's actually kind of fun. Um, and the, there was a whole thing where he's like trying to pretend he's not Arnold Stein. And then he's like, yeah, well, you know. So the kid's like, yeah. Well, you know, he's always like a, a ripoff of Stephen King. He's like, well, did Stephen King sell two million, two hundred million books overseas? Not that I'm him. I'm not. <laughs> so, so, uh, but I don't think it's that. I, I don't think it's that nerdy. Do uh, you want to try to convince me otherwise? <laughs> no, nah. All right, but let's talk about Crimson Peak. Guillermo del Toro did not do well, but it is Guillermo del Toro. It's like weird fantasy dark crap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this there is a nerdy aspect there. What do you think, Sam? You're the Del Toro fanatic. So, another movie I haven't seen. Um, my my understanding of Crimson Peak is that it's like kind of a, a straightforward, like haunted mansion kind of story, mm-hmm. um, which to me makes it like a little less nerdy than a lot of other stuff that he's done. Um, I mean, like certainly, certainly Del Toro like has done like a ton of nerdy stuff. I mean, right. like. Hellboy, Blade, um, um, uh, Labyrinth of the what? What was that movie? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Pacific Rim. Like all those movies were like hugely nerdy for like different reasons. Um, this one, which again I haven't seen, but it just doesn't seem to be nerdy in the same way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I will totally accept that. All right. In that case. I say we can move on. You know, there's other think movies there that are really good. Like mm-hmm. Room is one of my favorites of last year, mm-hmm. but it is not nerdy. So we move along. Is what I say. And move on to October 23rd and a movie called Gem and the Hologram. Oh God. Now, listen. This movie had a lot of problems, and it, I completely need to understand why it bombed. But I mean, it's an adaptation of a silly 80s cartoon. Anytime you're you know, doing any kind of adaptation like that, there's an aspect of nerdiness. A lot of people are really obsessed with the original gem. Right. But, I mean, come on, right? I I would put this in the same category as Fantastic Four in the sense that it, like, it seems like something nerdy, but, like, because it was, like, so utterly rejected, like, it's hard to, to really consider it anything significant at all. All right. Yeah, I'm on board with that. All right, so let's move and on. And the same is probably true of The Last Witch Hunter. <laughs> uh, let's move on to November fourth and uh, a movie called Brooklyn. Now I know, I know <laughs> Brooklyn nowadays it's like hipster central, but that's not oh, what this movie is about. Hey. It's about like an Irish last woman, you know, in the fifties, and she falls in love with an Italian guy named Tony. He's like, oh, oh I'm gonna fall in love, but yeah. Hey, so, what are you gonna do about it? Uh, <laughs> the movie, it, it was a lovely movie, but it's not dirty. So okay. we move on to Spectre, which is right. a James Bond movie. Have we ever really said that James Bond was particularly nerdy, though? I think I think what we said is is that there's some glimmer of nerdiness because of there are James Bond fans. There is a universe of it. He is a character to follow, and you know it's it's something that that has survived. Um, but it just somehow doesn't quite, you know, go too nerdy. It's it's just I mean maybe if you're someone who's like read all the books and you and you watched all the movies and you have knowledge of it you could say you're a James Bond nerd I think that would be legitimate but you know beyond that yeah I I I'll go with that all right so yeah. let's, let's 
jump ahead to November 20th, mm-hmm. and Mockingjay Part 2. And mm. I think we've agreed before about these Hunger Games ones that they don't really hit the top tier of nerdiness, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. So moving on to the next week, uh, we have Pixar's second movie, The Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, movie is decent enough. Uh, I don't think it is particularly nerdy, though. It's actually less nerdy than Inside Out, so there you go. Right. So, then what about Victor okay. Frankenstein, starring Professor X and Harry Potter? <laughs> oh, God. Nobody saw that movie. I didn't even see Victor Frankenstein. So, I can't even tell you. I know that it, it's supposed to be terrible, though. I, I, I didn't even know there was a Victor Frankenstein movie. Alright, well, great. Moving on. What about Creed? Now, what Creed about Creed? is a sequel to Rocky. And so that's really the only aspect, you know, like if you think about nerdiness as a Rocky thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's, it's Rocky 7, you mean. It's not a sequel to Rocky. It's well, that's true. Rocky. It's like a spinoff, if that makes sense. Yeah, but it's Rocky 7. I mean, right? I mean, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, um, I, I mean, like, Rocky... There, there's a, there are people who are obsessed enough with Rocky to be nerds, but like Rocky yeah, is particularly nerdy. They don't nerdy. talk about they don't talk about the worlds of of Rocky and things like that. It's more like they're just really into it. You know what I mean? Like they just they just think the movie is like the greatest movie ever. You know? Okay. And they're not really into the other ones. So okay, but but no, there I mean, are people Rocky, who are into like all of the movies and like obsess over them. Like, okay. Enough that well, they're maybe, like, there's like this whole like, like fan, you know, just like rejection of, of movie number five as if it like didn't exist, you know, because it was so bad. Cause they, they, you know, it, it's whatever. Anyway, the point is we don't have to like have a whole debate about it, but, um, but like, I think we can all agree that, that the Rocky series is not hugely nerdy. All right. So then let's skip ahead to December 4th and let me bring up Chirac and let me just tell you what the basis is. It's Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. It's based on a classical Greek comedy mm-hmm. called Lysistrata by Aristophanes. Right. And then kind of adapts it to Chicago. That's the only kind of aspect I would feel is nerdy. I don't really think that's enough. Mm. Right. 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 So, but then what about Macbeth? Now, Macbeth, of course, is a Shakespeare movie. Right. But it's basically Braveheart meets Shakespeare. Except. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. It, it's really good. That's good. Well, Macbeth is awesome. I love Macbeth. Uh, Michael Fassbender plays the titular role of Mr. Macbeth. That's awesome. Uh, Marion Cotillard. <laughs> Mr. Mr. M- Mr. Macbeth. Macbeth. And yes. Marion Cotillard, who's going to be his co-star in Assassin's Creed, apparently. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Played Lady Macbeth, and she's also great. It's just like, and everyone speaks with Scottish accents. I was about to say that Michael Fassbender should play Apocalypse, then I realize he's already in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, wait a minute, oh, crap. <laughs> green screen, everybody, green screen. Um, yeah. It's only nerdy in the same way that Shakespeare stuff is kind of nerdy, but it's not, it's relatively straightforward as an adaptation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I yeah. can't really put it more than that. I mean, I guess, so, so, you know what I'm saying? So it, is, is Avengers still number one? Uh, well, I, we have four movies on the short list. Okay. Avengers is among them. All right, so let's let's move forward and... You know, the next one, obviously, is Star Wars. Now, I don't want to argue about whether it's 
more nerdy than them yet because I think that's too complicated. But we'll get back to it, and we'll just say it's definitely on the list for sure. And then we'll we'll get back to it in a second. Okay. Uh, and let's move forward a little bit here now. There, the first one is called The Hateful Eight, which is Tarantino's movie. Oh, I gotta see that. Um, yes, you guys both need to see it. But okay. that aside, let's just think Tarantino in general. Would you call right. Django Unchained particularly nerdy? Right, right. It's not, you know, we've we talked about this early on. As Sam said, Tarantino is definitely a tremendous nerd. Um, but, but, and his movies have the, the nerd thing going on with it to a certain degree, but it's it's just. It's just not, it's not, it's not widespread enough nerdiness to really, mm-hmm. you know. And if we were having a discussion about film nerdiness, you know, yeah. if we're talking about like directors, you know, yeah. or something like that, or, or being really into film, like film, film, you know what I mean? Like, because we're talking about things that span not just the films. We're talking about like film, and then you can talk, you know, you could then you could then you could put him in a nerd category. All right, okay, so I think that makes sense. Uh, I feel there's a similar kind of feeling about the Revenant, Alejandro Inarito's new movie. Mm-hmm. Because what else did he? What else did he do? Birdman. Okay. Uh, was it good? What? Saw the, Birdman. The Revenant. Re- or Birdman? Revenant. Revenant. Yes, Revenant. it was good. Some people think it's overrated. Whatever. I liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Cool. Uh, I think Cape Blade is better, but you know, I mean, Revenant is a beautiful movie. It's very well done. You know, very intense. Tom Hardy, Leonardo DiCaprio, great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good cast now, right there. The last one on the list is called Anomalisa, uh, which just came out in Wide. And this is another Charlie Kaufman movie, who you know is a pretty weird and nerdy guy. I just, sure. I've been trying to watch Connected in New York, which is one of the only movies I haven't seen of him. And it is one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, I'm... I'm kind of impressed because it's like, and really it's like, it was messing with my mind watching that movie. It's so odd. I can't, I haven't finished yet, so I can't talk more about it, but uh, Anomaly is actually surprisingly mainstream for a weird Charlie Kaufman movie. Do you guys know anything about it? No. no. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what I think it's really about because that's a spoiler, because I think you should see it at some point, but yeah. it's pretty good, but I don't think it goes higher than what we have. But here's a, before we get to Star Wars though, there's one movie I didn't see listed here that I'm, I can't. I was surprised. It's the third Adam Sandler movie, Ridiculous Six. It was released on Netflix. Well, <laughs> 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 right, Adam Sandler plays the you know Tommy. A carrot. Does Adam Sandler play all six people? <laughs> no, he plays a guy who was raised by Native Americans and he. Oh God. And the, but, but everyone, the, the, everyone else is played by Rob Schneider. <laughs> he does actually play. Ramon, a Mexican guy. Uh, Rob Schneider does? Oh, yeah. surprise. Uh, Luke Wilson is in it. <laughs> Taylor is Lautner, Jorge Garcia, Terry Crews. Yeah, you know. Nick Swartzen, of course, is in it because, obviously, Danny Trejo is in it. Harvey Keitel is wasted. You know, the usual. Oh, and your favorite, John Lovitz. Oh, nice, oh, nice. You know who is my, fa- my favorite, quote-unquote, cameo was Vanilla Ice playing Oh, Mark God. Wayne. And he speaks like Vanilla Ice, as though he's Mark Twain. Like, I got this killer idea for a follow-up to her kid. <laughs> so I just got to go rafting down with this brother. It's going to be intense. God. And you say you say Adam Sandler is an awesome. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're talking about... That actually movie, sounds kind of funny. 
they were mm-hmm. talking about a movie that Adam Sandler is sleeping through. He's just like he's barely talking and like I'm gonna blah 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 blah, you know. And then like they like CGI him to make him look like he's moving. Ugh. All right. Well, we got to the end, and Star Wars obviously is something we gotta think about. So here is our final short list: Ex Machina, mm-hmm. Avengers: Age of Ultron, Mad Max: Fury Road, The Martian, and Star Wars. Now, is there any movie there that we can bump off? Um, read, them, read them one more time. Ex Machina, Avengers Age of Ultron, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, Star Wars. I'm, Martian. I'm leaning towards bumping off Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know. It just doesn't quite seem... I mean, like... It's, it's tough to say, but, like, as... As much as it's like set in like a sci-fi dystopia world, it seems like a movie that whose like main hook is just that it's like a kick-ass action movie, right? Right, which which I think right. reduces okay. the nerd points a little bit. And Ben, what do you think? Anything that could be you know pushed off that list? Well, I haven't seen The Martian, but I was gonna say we could bunt that off, and maybe even Ex Machina. Yeah, I'd say Ex Machina too. Ex Machina was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate saying it, but I'm really just thinking about. When I think of nerdiest by now, comparing it's just what I said before about how like it doesn't have as much of a reach in the same. Fuck it, it is hard because Ex Machina. There's right, it's so of, it's so hard to, to. It's hard because I was well, thinking you can't really okay. talk about the universe, but you can expand a lot from, from I, that movie. I agree with Sam about Mad Max. I do not agree about Ex Machina. So, because we can't concur, I think we have to include it in the final vote. Okay. okay. Right, what, so about the what about the Martian? Movie? Yeah, I think maybe we should boot that off. I mean, Jeremy, you're the one who's seen it. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be in my top two, nerdiest. All right. I guess if I, if I have to put those together, you're right. All right. So we have our final three, and here's how it's going to work. Each of us has to pick two that we think is nerdier. X Machina, Avengers, Star Wars. Okay, we should do it in our heads, though. Yes. Right. Okay. Everyone, X Machina, Ma- Avengers, Star Wars, what you think are the two nerdiest of the year. Uh, so you're, you're, so you're, we are getting Mad Max. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I th- I'll go first if you guys are ready. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Expecting um, Avengers, Star Wars. So. Okay. Do you guys have it? Yes. Alright. So for me, Star Wars is one of them, and Ex Machina is the other one, which is why I said I couldn't get rid of it. Because it's still. You know, I give it a, okay. one of the two biggest ones. I mean, I don't really think we need to explain why Star Wars is one of the nerdiest. No, I, I mean, like, it's funny. We haven't discussed Star Wars at all, but I think it's totally obvious to everyone why it has to be, like, you know, in, like, you know, on the, the short list of, like, the final uh, the final cut. Right. So that's mine, Ex Machina and Star Wars. And, Sam, what about you? So my short list is going to be Star Wars and Avengers. And it, like, breaks my heart a little to, like, to, to not include Ex Machina. But I just feel like, in a sense, Ex Machina is the kind of movie that, like, people who are not nerds, but, like, if you tell them, like, oh, there's this really cool movie and you'll really enjoy it and, like, you'll get into it, like, I feel like people could just, like, jump right in and be like, yeah, you know, like, this is a movie that I can understand and, like, you know, and, and just, like, embrace without like having to have any sort of like nerdiness um you know nerdy interests you know going in um so while it's while it's just a fantastic movie um i i gotta put it at, at number three and so it's going to be going to be star wars and avengers for the top two 
All right. Bench. Fuck. Give me, give me your top two. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I'm so torn because you guys both make great arguments. I know it's tough, but we got to get your choice. We both did it, so you got to. All right, all right. So, so I'm gonna think out loud. Okay. Here's the thing. Ex Machina, because it is true. It's a real. It's really like hard. I just said hard sci-fi. It, it really is a hard sci-fi thing. I mean, it really like engages with the sci with what like, a sci-fi thing is, which makes it supremely nerdy. Um, I mean, it really is a battle between two two types of very strong nerdness. It's the comic book nerdness and it's the sci-fi nerdness. Um, and then adding Joss Whedon into the mix. And make, you know, it also brings the whole nerdiness to it. Um, and it's hard because clearly Ex Machina is a better movie. Um, Alright, so come on, Benj. Can you pick one of that list at least, and then you haven't decided the other? What do you think? Oh, yeah, out of, out of the three? Yeah. Well, clearly Star Wars is. All right, so you put Star Wars, and what's the other one? Ah! Stop it! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I can't think of quality. Uh, no, it's all nerdiest. That, you know, otherwise, we wouldn't have been talking so much about Knights of Badass stuff last year. All right, come on, Ben. Come on. Do it. Uh, I'm going to go with Avengers. That was my original thing. I think when it comes down to... Right, oh. right. Okay. I'm well, sorry, Ex Machina. I'm sorry. Like it's the... just... <laughs> I'm sorry to the... I'm, I'm sorry to the, 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 the robot. To her. I thought she would love me if I would... <laughs> I'll pick the movie. Big mistake you made. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh well. it was like it was like in a South Park thing. They're like, Jimmy, don't think with your dick. I'm not thinking with my dick. <laughs> yeah, I actually almost had a chance to meet her for an interview, but it was at a time that I couldn't do it, unfortunately. It was for the Danish girl, not for Ex Machina, but whatever. Uh, anyway, but it does sound though that we have consensus because the only movie we all voted for was Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars yeah. The Force Awakens, dirtiest movie, 2015. <laughs> <laughs> so, and based on our votes, then it's Avengers, then it's X Machina. So, that's, and that's that's how we voted. It's a, it's a tough call. All right. Yeah. But I think I think that works. You know, you know, it's it's difficult, obviously, <laughs> to deal with these kinds of things. And next year, maybe even harder. <laughs> Next year's going to be crazy. I mean, yeah. Batman, Captain America, X-Men, you know. And and it's hard because... Gambit, another uh, Star Wars movie. The Harry Potter one, Doctor Strange, Deadpool, Warcraft. I mean, good lord. So many movies. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right. I know. It's it's going to be nuts. Bridget Jones's baby. Yes. I mean, it's... it's, it's <laughs> that's right. That's and then, a, that's and then like, really like the really crazy stuff like Doctor Strange and Deadpool and... I know. And yeah. it's, it's going to be... It's going to be an interesting year coming up. You know, I mean, I don't really, I don't know. And Warcraft. <laughs> and and it's interesting also because... <laughs> I have no idea if that's going to be any good. It's, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Probably not. Well, I, I'm hoping it's at least decent. I mean, like, you know, it's possible. I've never seen, maybe this is not comparable. I think Sam, you've seen it. I've never seen any of the Underworld movies, but I heard that they're Oh, I forgot about the Underworld movies. Yeah. I, so I've seen the first two, I guess. And they're supposed to be pretty good, right? I don't think I saw any after that. 
so the first one, the first one and the fourth one are supposed to be pretty good. I didn't see the fourth one. The second one I thought was not good, and the uh, third one also was not supposed to be not good, but I, I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, I I believe uh, I was not able to get through third three or four, so probably going to concur. I I do recommend the first one. Just it's like a sort of just like a kind of dumb but really fun movie. Yeah, it's kind I'm of. Saying, I, I'm saying I hope that's what Warcraft is. Oh, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like that, that 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 would be cool if Warcraft is at least an enjoyable, you know, <laughs> thing. So yeah. and also here's the thing: the the it may not be good. You know, I I generally don't like Zack Snyder, but like. Honestly, I mean, like his movies, but like honestly, the the, the, the trailers really do make Batman vs Superman look really good. Like, All right, well, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm gonna see it. You know, well, but then let's do our quick wrap it up. That what movie do you, are you most looking forward to next year? I mean, definitely X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um. Gambit, Deadpool, yeah. of course, and then Batman versus Superman. I mean, I will probably see the Captain America movie, but right. it's not like really up there for me. What about you, Sam? Um, I think Benji's list is a very good list, and I would definitely include Captain America: Civil War. Also, I mean, I've I've read the comic book Civil War, right. um, and I'm very interested to see how that's portrayed in a movie. Yeah, so, I am too. I am but, too. But but everything that Benji mentioned. And and I gotta put Doctor Strange on there also because I'm also I'm just really curious like what how do you even make a Doctor Strange movie? Well, you know? in that same vein of how do you do this, I'm really curious about the Star Wars spinoff and the Harry Potter prequel because mm-hmm. they're kind of like untapped territory and they're like you know a new way of doing stuff with the same material. I'm really curious about those two. I'm really looking forward. Yeah. To that, you know. I'm hoping that because J.K. Rowling wrote the script to Fantastic Beasts, that it's better than the movies. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, hoping. Yeah, no, there's something to be said. Also, I mean, she is, two she is main amazing. characters, the two female characters, it's, you know what? their last it, name is Goldstein. It wouldn't be shocking. So, I hope I'm not being too controversial on saying this. It wouldn't be shocking if Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them turns out to be the best Harry Potter movie. Yeah, well, Eddie Raymond Because is most of the Harry Potter movies aren't that good. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's true. I I think Harry Potter movies were, at best, they were like, they were kind of like really good action movies versions of the books. Well, that's why I like to say, you know, some of them were decent movies, but most of them were really bad adaptations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, especially the last one was a fine movie, but an awful adaptation. Uh, It really angered me, but whatever. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, with that, really nerdy thing to say. I think we're going to say nerd you later. Nerd you later. Nerd you later.